I'm Molly Wood, host of CNET's Anchor Desk Newsletter. Welcome to Buzz Out Loud, sometimes known as the podcast of indeterminate length, other times known as 10 minutes of our take on tech news. Um, it's just me and Veronica again today because Tom Merritt is still on vacation. Mm-hmm. So if you were hoping to tune in and hear his dulcet tones, you will have to wait until next week. <laughs> <laughs> And we were also not blessed with Brian Cooley's uh, presence today. Exactly. Unfortunately, Brian Cooley is doing something awesome, like driving around in Ferraris today, and therefore, he could not join us to talk about... Which is exactly what I think they're doing. Uh, no, I know. <laughs> no, really. They're driving around in Ferraris I'm not today. happy about it. Well, did you hear about the Golden Gate Bridge thing? Yes. There's uh, 60 Ferraris crossing the Golden Gate Bridge today. Today, by the way, is Wednesday, mm-hmm. August something, 15th, um, at noon. So if you're anywhere near San Francisco's Golden Gate Bridge. You know what frightens me, though? Yes. They're leaving the bridge no. open. I know. What? <laughs> a disaster waiting to happen. Yes, there will be 60 Ferraris and then some other guy and like a beetle <laughs> <laughs> going, I'm going to die. I'm going to die. <laughs> well, they're only going 40, though. So oh, yeah, that's it'll good. Be okay. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> they're only going 40 for the first 100 feet. Yeah. And then they'll be like, dude, I'm in a Ferrari. <laughs> Anyway, that is why Brian Cooley is not here. So on to real news. And we hate him. On to real news. It is virus season. Ding, ding, new virus alert. Virus alert. Um, CNET's security center has been going crazy. And in fact, if you go to security.cnet.com right now, you will see that today's virus threat is at high. high. You should check it out. We have a very cool little flash animation. It's not, luckily, it's not extreme. No. But, but things have been pretty crazy this week. It started out with a Zotob worm. Zotob? Mm-hmm. Z- yes. Zotob? Anyway, <laughs> pronunciation still undetermined at press time. Zotob worm, which was kind of scary, but not super scary. And then yesterday, things absolutely went insane in the virus world. There, there were yeah. major. This, this one apparently does not yet have a name. I think the, uh, the antivirus companies are still arguing about what to call it. Oh, they should assume like hurricanes. Uh, they should. Well, because I don't know where they come with up, come up with things like Zotob. Zotob. And then they've kicked around. This one might be called like Rbot.62 or something along those lines. It's like, it, it, just call it Bob. I George. like it. George. Yep. Virus Elma. <laughs> Is that even a name? Anyway, <laughs> the new as yet unnamed worm has apparently brought down or at least seriously affected major news organizations, which is kind of interesting. Those seem to be the ones that are the most affected. Mm -hmm. Um, ABC, CNN, Associated Press, New York Times. There were rumors that at one point yesterday Google was down, but I didn't actually see that happening. No, I didn't notice that either. Either way, it's been very interesting. And I I wonder why it is that these particular organizations are affected. It seems to be... The worm apparently targets Windows 2000. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if it's unpatched. It seems to be taking advantage of a plug-and-play vulnerability. Yeah. Oh, that was one of the names that I might have heard. It like something like the plug-and-play worm. Right. They're just code naming it that <laughs> for right now. Our security expert Robert Vermosi did suggest yesterday that it could be coming from multiple vectors, but I didn't know what that mean- means. But yeah, it sounds pretty um, cool. <laughs> not exactly my area of expertise, the uh, Windows yes. virus. An- another interesting that he- thing that he said, though, that Rob said yesterday was that this worm seems to remove all traces of Zotop. And it's so like it's a seems- worm war. It is a worm war, exactly. It seems to be just a little kind of virus writer showdown. Like dueling uh, applications that don't. Some- oh, man, I read his article and now I can't remember what he said. Yes. What a jerk. I am. <laughs> It's hard. It's hard to keep track of all that. Sorry, I just scanned your article. Anyway, (laughs) I meant to absorb it, but uh, 
And now, so now that I'm looking though at Rob's Alpha, uh, Alpha the CNET blog entry, he says that there are at least 11 different worms today mm-hmm. on the internet. And it's interesting because virus season always seems to coincide with back to school. <laughs> I think they get access to those computer networks and they just go crazy. So, so yay, we're all caught in a little street war between virus writers. Everyone update their uh, virus definitions exactly. and so forth. Patch your Windows 2000, stay off the internet for a couple of days, who knows? Yeah, we always get yelled at because we don't reboot our machines so that everything takes effect once they upgrade. Yes, if you see that little Windows nag note coming up. Yeah. Or, as Veronica might suggest, switch to Mac. Yeah, I could. And speaking of Macs, perhaps Segway. you... <laughs> Segway. Perhaps you could switch to a $50 iBook if you were lucky enough to get one without being killed or peed on. Yeah. In I Virginia this I week. I saw news of this. They, I think they did the similar thing in Florida a few months back because I saw news of it somewhere. Like some school was giving away. Yeah. Like uh, iBooks. Uh, I think this is, is that the same thing in Virginia? Well, this is similar to what happened yesterday. Yeah. It was Richmond International Raceway and it was a school system selling off a thousand. Because schools get Apple machines right. at a, a big discount. They so they had discounts. a thousand iBooks apparently and they were selling them for $50 each. And <laughs> the doo-doo hit the fan. Almost People went, literally. <laughs> so, almost literally. <laughs> People were hitting each other with chairs. An elderly <laughs> man was thrown to the ground. A girl's stroller was crushed underfoot as people stampeded to try to get their hands on these iBooks. And best of all, a woman standing in line peed herself rather than get out of line. Peed herself. It's so sad that this is now this lady's 15 minutes of fame. Yeah, that she... She will be known forever as the lady who peed herself... To get an iBook. Yeah. Peed all over herself to get an iBook. I wonder, would this have happened if they were ThinkPads? Mm-hmm. Is this kind of part of the crazy Apple thing? It is. I guess it is. It's a level of passion. You know, that's always... Yeah. Oh, it's like, yes. <laughs> it's a level of passion that quickly Pee. descends into absolute animal behavior. Every single one of you people involved in this should be ashamed of yourselves. They interviewed this 20-year-old guy who said, well, people were trying to get past me in line, so I felt it was perfectly appropriate to hit them with a folding chair. Unbelievable. Unbelievable behavior. Uh, I got nothing. The nation is outraged. There are a lot of things the nation should be outraged about, but we have chosen this. <laughs> she peed on herself. Today. <laughs> she peed on herself. <laughs> Was she just not willing to give up her place in she line was or not was it a willing. statement? She was not willing to leave the line. Okay. Rather than lose her place in line, she chose to urinate on herself. Although it sounds like she was probably shortly beaten with a chair anyway, because the line apparently meant nothing. Yeah. Not worth peeing yourself over a line that's just going to descend into absolute madness. Oh, and a guy tried to drive his car through the crowd. Okay, so in embarrassment, moving on. Yes. <laughs> Next. <laughs> What do we have? Uh, Moving on. Xbox 360 pricing Hmm. has been announced, but not a release date, which is interesting. And not no official news on what the launch titles will be. Although if you read the CNET blog, you know that it has been leaked, the starting Hmm. lineup. Anyway, Xbox 360 pricing $299 for the basic package. Not bad. Not bad. Which seems perfectly fine at first because that's what the original Xbox cost. Mm Mm-hmm. But the premium package, which is the package that you actually want, (laughs) is $399. The premium package includes a wireless controller, a wireless Mm -hmm. headset, a removable 20 gigabyte hard drive, um, a remote control, Mm 
and HD com- HD com- capable component cables. So if you actually want to hook it up to your HD TV, you're going to want these anyway. So this is all stuff that if you were a hardcore gamer, you would buy anyway. Yeah, you're going to need it. And Robert Dubbin, our editor, our gaming editor, has helpfully posted the cost of some of the accessories that you would probably want to buy if you were getting the bare bones $299 right. version. And you will see that you quickly approach a total price tag of $399. So really, Microsoft, come on. It's not a deal then, you know? Just have one SKU. And if you want to make it $399, that's fine. Take the press hit for it. People are still going to buy it. I'm probably still going to buy it. I'm not that happy about it, but I'm going to do it. I'm going to get a PS3. Oh, interestingly, PS3 does seem to be the console of choice. Yeah. People are much more excited about it. Because you can still play. I have a PS2. I still want to play my old games. You know, it's still going to be compatible with the PS3. Yeah. Xbox 360 will be too, though. You can still play your old Xbox games. Yeah, but I don't have an Xbox. (gasps) Well, yes. (laughs) We're talking about me here. It's like instant messengers. Most of us will still upgrade to the product that we currently use. Right. What they need is the trillion of gaming consoles so that you could play every game. The first person to develop a generic all-game-accepting game console will win a big shout-out. Our undying out. devotion. <laughs> Our undying de- love. Of devotion. <laughs> and a daily podcast shout-out. <laughs> yes. For the so, rest of our lives. Get to work, Buzz Out Loud fans. Oh, that'd be amazing. In pornography news today. Woohoo! <laughs> pornography news of the day. Um, recently, ICANN, which is the body that controls domain names on the net, approved the concept of a triple X domain name. I think that so, makes sense. Yes. So, and this would, of course, be primarily used for pornography sites. And it's kind of been in the works. It's been, you know, a few weeks since they approved it. Um, now, this week, the Bush administration <laughs> says that it objects to the creation of the triple X domain because it's concerned that it will create sort of a virtual a red light district on the net. But the thing is, is that those websites are already there. Yes. And while they're still .coms and .nets and so forth, it's easier to get to them because you're not have, you don't have a standard to block them with. Yes, exactly. And, and like it's those, easier to stumble across them, for right. example, on the internet. And like you were mm-hmm. saying earlier, you can just make a typo, end up at a pornography site. Right. You know. Right. And in fact, when this domain name was originally approved, Pornography companies were objecting because they were saying that you're basically creating a pornography ghetto. Right. (laughs) You're segregating this adult content into, you know, a specific place on the Internet, which is also not true because it's certainly not mandatory that they would use this domain. But uh, to me, this just sounds like pure base political posturing. I mean, the (laughs) triple X domains would be easier to block. As we said, if mm-hmm. pornography companies did start using them en masse, it could reduce the problem of them just showing up in search engines to unsuspecting users because they would be very easy to identify. Right. And the domain name is already approved and has been for several weeks. So either the administration's really slow to catch on or they just thought like, ooh, I know. <laughs> I feel like they should be more rallying to make it mandatory for all pornography sites to go with the .xxx. Yeah, if anything, stop talking about legitimizing porn. I mean, stop objecting to the possible legitimizing of pornography. It is there. It is a huge business. They probably receive a lot of secret money (laughs) from this industry. And most of us agree that this is the industry that has actually made the web what it is today and furthered the adoption of broadband. It, It is here to stay. Yeah. So... Deal with it. For better or for worse. Yeah, don't try to act like we shouldn't have a domain name that would 
represent pornography. That's just ridiculous. <laughs> I don't know. I'm stunned. Yeah, really. well, I don't know. I feel like they're just jumping on it because it's something to take a stand against. Yeah, absolutely. Something having to do with pornography that they can open yeah. their mouth You got to feel sorry for the porn guys because they know. They know when worst comes to worst, they're the easiest scapegoat in town. Yeah. I mean, I don't feel that sorry for them because porn is gross. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> we at CNET do not condone porn. We at CNET do not necessarily condone porn, nor do we attempt to deny its existence <laughs> for crying out loud. All right. So if you disagree with Veronica or myself, please call us at 1-800-616-CNET-2638. I believe it is. All right. Because, all right. I just want people to know that I don't not know the number. <laughs> I was just trying to look at the digits last time on the actual phone to like say it. It makes it, it's harder to tell. All right. So, two, six, three, eight. Six, one, six, two, three, six, eight. Two, six, three, eight. Two, six. Anyway, CNET, give us a call. We will play your calls on the air. Or we buzz. Been in a while. Or email us at buzz at CNET.com. We hope to hear from you soon. Yes, please call. Bye. Goodbye.